Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. And guess what I get to do after this? I get to go to the DMV. But it's my birthday month. I'm turning 35, and apparently my license expires. Um, But okay, can I just let you know that I'm really bummed because um, I have to, I I don't know whether I'm going to update my weight or not, all right? Um, last time I've definitely gained 15 pounds since the last time I went to the DMV and let's just be honest. The weight I told them was five pounds less than I actually was. So like, I'm kind of, uh, the whole weight issue is, um, like, I don't know. Are they going to make me like re-put in my weight? Uh, and then what do I put? Do I put my aspirational weight? Do I put my actual weight? Um, I think the answer is probably actual weight, uh, but I'm trying to I'm trying to shed some pounds before my 35th birthday. I'm doing it in a healthy way without shame and self criticism. Don't worry, y'all. I'm um, so I'm like, well, but what if a month from now I'm five pounds thinner than that? It's just it's just funny things that I don't know if other people's heads do. Um, I saw a post about mental health and anxiety the other day on Facebook, and it was talking just like kind of a ramble through like, here's what somebody with anxiety deals with. And it was talking about the like over questioning of like that text and that when you saw that person in the grocery store who you know, you know, and why did they look at you that way? And what did that mean when that person said that thing and over apologizing and wasting a ton of energy worrying about like other people and whether they're mad at you? And I was like, doesn't everybody do that? No? Huh? Well, I'll be damned. (laughs) I'll be damned. I might have some social anxiety. Um, But I did say it was my birthday month and I do want to clarify I am not somebody who celebrates my birthday all month long. Um, Only I I do make it aware because I love September. I really love September. So like I definitely announce and get excited to our family that it is September. It is pumpkin spice season. Um, But I don't know whether I love September because or like I love the fall because it's my birthday and my anniversary. And so I know I'm getting presents this month. Um, I don't know, but I I just kind of like make mention like, hey, it's mom's birthday month. And then I really don't say too much. Um, But here I am on a podcast spending 10 minutes talking about it. So one doth protest too much. Um, But I am learning. This is a thing I've learned in my 34th to 35th year that my love language is presence. Um, I used to think it was physical touch. I mean, if you don't know what I'm talking about with the five love languages, you need to read this book because um, there, I don't know the guy's name, but it's an old book. I promise you, you will easily be able to find it because it's very, very, very widely known. Um, but basically it comes down to there are five love languages. One is presence. One is quality time. One is acts of service. One is affirmations. And one is physical touch. So 
I don't know. It gets really confusing because as a chiropractor, I, originally I thought it was physical touch because like, I just love, like if I get in a fight with someone, I need to hug it out. Like I need to know that we're okay. So I might still have some physical touch. Um, and chiropractors, hello, we have no um, boundaries of physical touch. And so I don't know, but I think actually what it is, I think it might be presence. I really like presence. Um, and the reason I kind of came to this is because as it gets close to somebody's, like on their birthday, I get really disappointed if I didn't have the foresight to like get them a present. Um, so I don't know. Go read the book. It's great. I can tell you, although I'm a little bit of a lot because I do like acts of service. If I've had a really rough day and my, I come home to a clean house, that makes me nice. Quality time. I don't know. What kind of monster says that quality time isn't their love language? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it's that important. Like, my, I haven't seen my mom in like a month and she's like, I miss you so much. And I'm like, yeah, I miss you too. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to spending time with her in a week or so. But like, I don't, I, I think there's something broken in me, you guys. Um, but I can tell you, affirmations, mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Um, not my thing. Not my, not my thing. But, oh, nope. It's complicated because I do really like when you guys do a listener highlight or send me a nice thing about the podcast. Uh, but I do get really squirmy. Um, so I don't know. Go read the book. It's good. Find out a little bit about yourself so you can be just as confused about what your love language is as apparently I am. I'm a little bit of everything. Um, but I did just get off recording a mini episode, um, with, uh, Danielle Eaton. And it's, it's funny because we had a half hour, but I was like in a different zoom meeting room than I was supposed to be because I'm a hot mess. And so it got cut down by like eight minutes and then we had like niceties. So we ended up only having about 15 minutes to record before she had to go. And we were going to be talking about something to do with social media. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, wow. Wow. Okay. What are we? And so we ended up talking about something very like specific and because I only had 15 minutes, but I have learned now, um, very recently because I'm getting asked more and more to talk to people, come on and talk about social media. Um, I said that like, I don't love it. I freaking love social media. I love talking about it. What I've learned is that I have to go much, 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 much more specific in what my goal is to talk about that day. And that's kind of about today's thing. Um, because even in the 15 minutes that I was talking to Danielle Eaton about uh, separating out inspiration for posts and creation, that was like all I talked about for 15 minutes. As I'm talking to her, I am like walking through all these landmines or no, not landmines, rabbit holes. Like I mentioned something about like, oh God, yeah, believe me, you don't want to go viral. Um, and I almost went down that rabbit hole of like a 30 minute talk. And then I started talking about hashtags and I was like, yeah, hashtags can help a little bit. And then like that would, would have been a 15 minute conversation. And so I'm just really learning when I go to talk to like other coaching groups or things like that. I can't just go and talk about reels. Like even just talking about reels is like, um, if I have four hours, I can talk about reels where the person listening is going to come out actually feeling empowered. Like they got something out of it. Otherwise I just end up word vomiting all over them at the speed of like, uh, a high speed train, basically just blasting them with all this information. And after an hour, I've talked a lot, but they haven't really like, I haven't helped them as much as I could. I'm sure anybody who's been listening to the podcast for a long time is like, um, yes, I've been on the receiving end of your very fast talking. So with that being said, today, we are going to talk about something specific. Um, I'm going to try and not get super sidetracked. That will likely not happen. I will absolutely get sidetracked, but we are going to talk about cultivating your audience on social media. 
okay? Now, I have a question with it, but before we get the question, we're gonna do a listener highlight, and I don't feel weird talking about it because I am not receiving it from her right now. Uh, but this is from Ale Millicent, Ali Millicent, Al and Milson, 13? I don't know. Or maybe it's A. Lamillison. I don't, I don't really know. But this is her review. It says, as a Cairo student, you empower me every day to keep pushing towards the future of making a difference. Thank you. And thank you, whatever the heck your name is, Allie. Allie Millison is what I've decided to name you. <laughs> Samantha. If you don't, if you haven't seen Frozen 2, you don't get that reference. Okay, so today is a question. Um, and <laughs> so this is a back and forth with a boy. It's a boy. Um, I mean, he's a man. He's a doctor. He has a clinic. Uh, but I only snapshotted the question, but I think a little earlier he said, like, don't tell anybody I listen because I'm a boy. And, and you know what? I want to change this. Um, she slays the day should maybe turn into they slay the day. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not joking. That's I like alliteration. Um, and... It just doesn't sound as good. They slay the day. Uh, but no, we do. We got boys who listen. We do. And this is one of them. I'm not going to tell you his name because he kind of jokingly asked to remain anonymous. It says, hey, doc, heard you on Angus, Angus's, Angus, Angus, it's Angus. This is podcast. And then listen to your most recent episode about not going viral, which for you listening, it's episode 111. Go listen to it. It's fantastic if I do say so myself. Uh, you smoke primarily about cultivating your audience, and I feel like I've done some of that, but do you have more resources to really learn that system slash process? Also, love the energy. Can't wait to listen to more episodes. Thanks. Um, so I really loved the episode about not wanting to go viral. Go listen to that. It's a She Slays episode number 111. And then also the episode he's referencing on Angus Pike's um, podcast. If you have not listened to that podcast, that's like really, really good. He's an amazing, amazing host. Like uh, he's one of those hosts that I'm like, damn, you really make me feel like I should step my game up. Nah, I'm too busy or too much of a hot mess. I couldn't come across that. Um, wonderful podcast. Loved being a guest. And we talk about some really good stuff about um, Instagram and marketing on there. I dropped some gems. So go listen to that one too. I don't have the episode number for you. I apologize. Maybe Kirby, if he's doing a good job of editing, will um, link that in the notes. Or maybe he's multitasking and he's not paying attention right now. Just kidding. I love you, babe. So let's pray, and then let's get into it. Dear God, I hope these moments where we just all slow down and relax our jaw and connect with ourselves, do something for other people. I hope that this is part of what makes, I hope people look forward to prayers and moments where Maybe they don't connect with you as much as they want. And maybe that this 60 seconds right now where I say, let's pray and let's breathe. And let's remember that we are a part of something bigger and that there is an energy of pure love that is helping guide us and protecting us and uniting us all in a bigger picture and bigger mission. Hopefully, for those that don't get the chance to pray, that this moment, just for a little bit, is that moment where they remember all the good. All the good that you are and all the good that they are a part of doing. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So, um... We're going to really dive into cultivating the audience. In order to do that, I'm going to say some controversial things today, okay, you guys? Um, and some of them you can listen, and some of them you can choose to not. That is totally fine. Um, I, I, I've i talked a little bit about, I feel like a one-hit wonder. Oh, my God. You know, like, uh, like 
Mbop or something like that. Hanson Brothers, anybody? For being on a microphone and not in a live sucks. I don't know whether you're like, oh my God, yes. Anyway, um, so I will talk to you. Go listen to episode 111. But what happened after episode 111 of why you don't want to go viral is you, damn it, you guys, I accidentally went viral. Um, and I shared a little bit on a previous podcast. So this is really, I can tell you that we are still trying to recover literally this week because we gained over, okay, so we started at like 900 and some very great followers. Up until this day, anytime that we would get close to a thousand followers, this is our brick and mortar page I'm talking about. I would go and remove 30 to 50. I would go through and delete followers. Um, I didn't delete more than 50 because usually Instagram gets a little upset if you do anything in like mass quantities. So like if you go and follow, like because they're trying to like uh, protect, like they want to protect the integrity. And so they don't like robots that go do like mass following and then mass unfollowing. So just a little, that's why you also can't send like mass messages. You can like, typically it will flag your account and put you on pause if you, because they don't want you going and sending a direct message to 700 people or, you know, like they want to keep direct messages authentic and not mass spamming people. So that's why I would do it. And it just takes a little bit. Um, usually, you know, it might take me 15 to 30 minutes to comb through followers and find which ones I wanted to delete. So usually by a half hour, I was over it anyways. Um, so there was nothing magical about trying to keep my account at 950. If I had the bandwidth and I knew Instagram was going to be okay with it, I would, you know, have no problem cutting it down to 400 followers if those were the authentic followers. So anyway, so we were somewhere around 900 ish and this post went viral 11 point some million views um, it was traumatic, <laughs> not to be dramatic, not to be dramatic. Um, but, uh, once you hit a threshold of, I don't know, let's say at least 50,000 views, maybe closer to a hundred thousand, you start, you're now out in the web and you start getting trolls. Um, because if you just stay in your normal little bubble of your audience and, you know, maybe you, if you have 500 followers, maybe you post a reel and it might get like 2000 views, like you're safe. You're safe in this little like cocoon of Instagram really picking. I think this person's going to like your shit. I think this person's going to like your shit. Now when Instagram takes your post and it is gone. Like it is gone. Like we would literally refresh and like every 60 seconds, it would be like a thousand new views. It was insane. Um, once you're out there for public consumption, that's when the trolls start coming. And so, and like, they just mean, like the post was about babies pooping. Um, it wasn't even a good reel. I mean, no offense, like to our marketing people, like I'm saying it wasn't even our best reel. It was like a really easy one that took minutes to make. And so, yeah, just lots and lots of mean things. So I don't remember where I was going with that. But like, ultimately, don't be afraid of posting and going viral or people be saying mean stuff, but like you really don't want to. So we gained over 10, that's where I was going with this. So we gained like 10,000, 11,000 followers in this course of two weeks where this reel went viral. And it sucks. Um, literally this week, I was talking to my marketing lady in office and um, being like, should we just delete the account? Like, should we just delete it and start a new one? Um, because I would rather have 300 local people um, instead of this 11,000 worthless, I mean, not worthless. I don't mean to be mean. We're educating them about chiropractic. Yay. Um, but I would say, uh, we probably get, you know, five to 10 DMS a week that are like, can you recommend a chiropractor in Pennsylvania? Can you recommend a chiropractor here? Can you recommend, 
And I don't know, it's just like, I'm not really into spending energy. That's not going to pay off. I'm an extremely, extremely selfish person, like majorly. Um, and so like, ugh, is it for the better good of chiropractic? Of course. But do I want to spend my time looking up chiropractors for people? No, I don't. <laughs> so, um, so that's why we're talking about curating your audience. I truly, truly mean what I'm saying today. Um, and then when you go to our clinic account at Blue Hills Cairo, which you might as well go follow it because everybody else is now, because um, I used to delete you guys. I've told you that before. I used to delete other chiropractors, not because I didn't love you, not because I didn't want you to see my stuff, but because you were messing with the algorithm. Um, but now it's just a free for all. So go ahead. Um, but you will go, uh, Lauren, you are not curating your own audience. You are not cultivating your audience. And listen, I tried. I tried. I'm just recovering from going viral. So number one, assuming that you are a normal brick and mortar chiropractic or just normal brick and mortar social media page. Okay. This message is for you. So the number one reason that people struggle with um, the overwhelm of social media is they really feel like they are wasting their time and there's not a ton of payoff uh, because they're just talking to a bunch of people who don't care. This is the number one reason you want to curate or cultivate. Do they mean the same thing? I don't know. I'm kind of using them interchangeably. Uh, <laughs> cultivate? Well, we're going to say cultivate. We're, I'm going to try and stick with cultivate. Um, this is the number one reason you want to do this. Because people are like, why, Lauren? Why do, would you rather have 300 instead of 3,000 randoms? Because when you are speaking to 300 specific local people, it is truly as if you are in a room of 300 potential patients. Okay? Like, it is meaningful. When your followers are meaningful, you can sell like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, you, this is followers into money, people. Like this is where the money is at. The money is not in getting 20,000 followers so or 10,000 followers so you can have the swipe up option so you can, what, like become an influencer and like, sell things on Instagram. Like if you want to do that as your side hustle, no problem. Like that, that, okay. Side tangent. That's actually one of the things that I'm like, well, I don't know. What do we do with this account? Do we burn it? So we're actually going to like apply to be an Amazon, um, influencer. So, because we, if we're going to be talking about pregnancy and we're going to be talking about prenatals and we're going to be talking about babies and like healthy stuff and our ideal, you know, like products we like, well, we might as well get a kickback, right? So this side note, what we're trying to do, but don't, that should not be your number one goal because believe me, the $10 that I might get from hustling my ass off to sell products to these random people is nothing compared to one care plan from one person who actually can drive to my clinic and sign up for care. So please don't make that your objective. That was just a funny side note of like, well, maybe we could uh, be an influencer now. Um, back to you. So like you want, this is the big reason, is because you want every single follower to care about what you're saying and be able to buy what you're selling. Because that's why you're spending time on this platform. To educate, yes, education to sell. You're there to sell. Like I told you, I'm a selfish person. Do I want to educate the masses? I, I kind of, not really. Sure. It would be lovely. Um, but I want to make money. My time is extremely valuable. And if I'm going to spend time on social media, I want to know that it has a higher chance of turning into dollars. And that's just the reality. I'm sorry. You, like I said, I, I told you I was going to say some controversial shit today and that if you just weren't for it, it's okay. Just move on. There's more stuff for you. So the number one thing, all right, we're getting into a list. How many do I have here? One, two, three, I have four things for you. So the number one thing that I recommend in cultivating your audience is to not be a wussy 
about being truthful about your clinic and what you stand for and what you do, okay? Now, what I am not saying is to pick a fight on vaccinations or COVID, unless that's what you really want to do. Like, here's the deal. If I went and post, I could do that. I could do that. If I wanted to on my social media, let's just pretend that it was actually valid, my brick and mortar, and it was just local people. And let's say I had 900 local people and I wanted to post something about, let's say I didn't want people who were vaccinated to come into our clinic for two weeks because of shedding. Okay, let's just say that was something I was super passionate about. I would upset quite a few people. That's totally fine. But the people who were like, hell yeah, you're my Cairo. Like I would just really, if that was important to me, what I would do is I would just continue to really solidify my patients as like my groupies my cult people who think the same thing as me and like going to work would be more enjoyable because if that's what I really, really felt strongly about, I would manifest the people who agreed with that into clinic and we would just talk about shedding and we would talk about all sorts of stuff and I'd be happy. And I wouldn't get people coming in asking, um, are you vaccinated? Why aren't you vaccinated? And making me feel bad about not, you know, because I am being very public. So the, what I do mean, like you can go do that. What I do mean by posting your honest truth on your social media is talking about things like, we believe entire families should be under care. We believe in these are ways that you can support and build an immune system naturally. Did you know that chiropractic can help with this? Um, you know, being loud and proud about maybe you do care plans, you know, talk about what's it like to be a new patient at Smith Chiropractic. Most new patients start at three times a week for multiple weeks. Like, don't be afraid. Don't try and be everybody's chiropractor. Okay. That's, that's the point of number one. Do not try and make everybody happy. Um, if you are not a rehab clinic, don't feel like you need to be posting exercises because I will tell you exercises, they're sticky. They distract you. They're this sparkly little item that go viral. A lot of chiropractors that have like tens of thousands of chiro um, followers, they post a lot of exercises. I, they love exercises, so that's okay. But if you don't love exercises, don't feel like you need to post them. You know, like, because guess what's going to happen? If you post exercises and you really hate talk about talking about exercises because you're very uh, straight chiropractic clinic, you're going to have somebody come in wanting, yeah, sure, an adjustment, but can you give me some stretches for this? Like, you don't want that new patient. I mean, maybe you do, but like the other person who like doesn't do exercise, they don't want that patient. So don't post that. So post your honest stuff that you want to talk about in clinic. Go hard easy. Don't go easy hard. Easy hard is trying to be easy breezy. We will adjust you once or twice and see how it goes. And oh, sure, maybe your insurance will cover it. And like, no, don't do that. Post about why we don't accept insurance. <laughs> like, who, think about it. What would you rather have? A new patient who came in and like saw all these posts about all these things and how maybe you know, you'll spend 30 minutes with them and you'll, so their insurance will pay for it and one adjustment will fix it. And you're having to now backtrack of like, oh gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to educate this person on the importance of what? Or would you rather have someone that was like, literally, I have had patients come in and on like, before I even like say, my name is Dr. Lauren, nice to meet you. They're like, I know this is going to take a while. I know my insurance is not going to cover it. And I know I'm going to have to come multiple times a week. I know this isn't going to be easy, but I'm excited. Uh, hello. Yes, please. Right. So that comes from not being afraid to just being honest on your social media.
Okay. And again, your line as to where like, oh no, we're not going to be that honest. Um, we're not going to like tell them we're crazy. That's, that's up to anybody in their own, their own choice. So the second thing to cultivate your audience is removing dead and useless followers. This gets real cruel. You can go like, I just, I'm very honest. I feel like I hear other social media people talk about it and they're like too afraid, but like, no, I will delete my dad from following my social media page on my brick and mortar. I used to, anyway, you know, um, because he's not, is he going to buy? Is, is my dad going to drive from Cal? Oh, he lives in California, by the way. Um, is my dad going to come from California to Wisconsin and sign up for a $2,000 care plan? No, he's not. So all he's doing is messing with the algorithm of Instagram and who my ideal audience to show it to is, okay? Because there's this mid-level, I talk about this a little bit in episode 111, but like there's this mid-level of going viral that you really want to, so there's like, okay, so let's uh, say you have 500 followers. Average post, you'd be lucky if 200 saw it, okay? Then, so if it's doing well and those people are responding well, then Instagram will be like, huh, this post must be interesting and it'll show it to the next level and that will be a higher percentage of your current followers, right? Now, when, if things continue to do well on Instagram, the algorithm's going like, wow, this post is, people like this post, they're interacting with it, and Instagram needs to start showing it to people who don't follow you, okay? So you have 500 followers, and officially Instagram has shown it to all 500 of your followers, whether they've engaged or not or whatever, but now Instagram's going, well, who else kind of likes this? they're gonna start testing who to show it to. My belief in the reason you want to cultivate your audience is when the algorithm gets to this point of showing it to a follower or you know Instagram user number 501, number 502, like those views for your post, I want Instagram to know my people, my followers so well that it's gonna go well all 500 of these people live in this 50 square mile and they're all moms, like women, age this age to this age. They like these kind of things. And I want Instagram to start finding moms that live in my county to start showing that content to, people who don't follow me. But... If I've got a 69-year-old male who lives in Crescent City, California, love you, Dad, um, following my account, and I've got a lot of random all over the place, when the algorithm gets to a certain point of like, okay, well, I've shown it to all of her current followers, who's next? I don't want there to be any confusion. I want Instagram to know who, like, my ideal follower. And so that means I delete all my unideal followers. Ooh, it's harsh. I'm sorry. Can they refollow me? It's not like I block them. Um, but yeah, so this means, uh, okay, this is before. I don't do this anymore um, because now everything's all bullshit and I've too, it's not curated at all. Um, I would delete other chiropractic clinics because, you know, again, think about it. She slays the day. I am all... It, chiropractic clinics. I want Instagram, if I post something that it's going, oh, this is doing well, I want Instagram to go, oh, I'm going to show this to other chiropractors, other chiropractic clinics. I don't want Instagram to think geographically for that. I want them to think chiropractic. That's the number one thing. For your brick and mortar, you want Instagram to think geography. So, you know, start deleting. Now, if this feels a little harsh, one thing you can do is go through and start deleting people with no Facebook, uh, or sorry, no um, profile picture, okay? I can pretty much tell you that if somebody doesn't have a profile picture, they're not an active user, um, and they're what Instagram labels a dead account, and dead accounts will weigh down your uh, your views and like how well your post does. It's true. It's math. Okay. Like 
people much, much smarter than me on social media have confirmed this. It's kind of like when you cut the dead leaves off your plant. All of a sudden, more of the energy can go into those living, thriving leaves um, and you see it bloom. It's a very, very similar thing. So if you're feeling bad about deleting Aunt Betty who lives across the country for you, just start with dead accounts, okay? Accounts that have no picture or they have a picture, but they haven't posted since June of 2020. And there's four posts total on their account. Okay. Like now I would argue that if that was like, I still your ideal patient, maybe keep them, maybe there's hope, but really that's a dead account and go ahead and delete it. People don't get notified when you delete them, by the way. Okay. Like there's no like Smith chiropractic deleted you as a follower. Um, that's not going to happen. So, you know, that is the second thing remove dead followers, go, like I said in the beginning, do it slowly. Otherwise, Instagram's going to get all pissy and be like, we're pausing your account for a little bit. Basically, they're making sure you're not a bot. Um, so just do that. Number three is I like including call to actions in as much things, as, as many things as possible. So, Call to actions are very specific things to someone who is reading the post or watching the reel or listening to a live that is very, very specific to our clinic. And if they don't live around here, they might not care so much to continue following or listening. Um, so call to actions are call our office to find out more about this new patient special, read below how we can help with this. You know, some call to actions are not going to be as good, like at curating your audience, um, but it's really helping educating and making your post specific to actually getting help. Here's another, okay, this is going to sound mean, but we're being honest here, right? Another reason I like very specific call to actions, like call our clinic to schedule an appointment is, or go watch my IGTV or go watch our IGTV on colic to find out more, like sending them, go to our website, bluehillschiropractic.com to find out more about our doctors. Those types of very specific call to actions to our brick and mortar is it decreases other chiropractors sharing your post. Ooh, I said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Other chiropractors. I love when you share my She Slays posts. That's wonderful. It's great. Um, but even then, like, you know, you're sharing it. Most of your people are um, patients and like local people, right? And so I do, do I really care if you're a chiropractor in Texas that like your friend who you get brunch with every week follows my account. Is she a chiropractor? No. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to remove her. I promise. I'm, I don't do this kind of stuff on She Slays for the most part. Um, it's really just if you're a chiropractic clinic. Okay. So like think with me. This sounds mean, but just think with me. And you put a reel together about how chiropractic balances the pelvis. Do you want that going viral in your town or do you want it going viral amongst all chiropractic clinics across the country because if you don't have a good call to action what will happen is is a chiropractor will see this beautiful piece of education that you did good job great and rightfully so they're gonna go i love that they took the time i'm gonna take this post and share it on mine there's nothing wrong, okay? I am not judging. We share other chiropractors' stuff too, but it's beneficial to me. It's not beneficial to you, the chiropractor who actually made it. Your reel that you made to educate local people is now being shown to my audience of patients. It's not really helpful. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. So when you include call to actions at the, like, very specific, like, check out our website for this, call our clinic to schedule an appointment, it will decrease the amount of other chiropractors who are sharing your posts. It sounds greedy, doesn't it? it 
it sounds bad, but I'm I'm being honest with y'all. Um, I don't hate chiropractor sharing posts. It's just, it's not helpful. So call to actions. The fourth one is being a local, interactive, engaging account. If you are a chiropractor who shares um, reels from other chiropractors, uh, information from other social, like other doctors across the country about vitamins, um, like all, all of that is good stuff, okay? I'm not saying don't do that. But you never share that the local nonprofit is having a bunch of like a food truck fundraiser this Saturday. You are not a helpful resource to your community on social media, okay? If all you do is post stuff, big picture stuff, then you're not necessarily, yeah, like you're not a helpful account to a local mom or as helpful as you could be. You want to attract a local mom. So what does a local mom want from you? Does she want how chiropractic can help a pelvis, even if it's done by another chiropractor? Of course she does. Sure. That's helpful. Um, But if you're going to do that, then your next slide should be, you know, our clinic also specializes in prenatal chiropractic. Click the link in our bio to, if you're pregnant, click the link in our bio. Like, do that. Do that just one simple extra step. Um, they also want to know if they're, the library is having a cool event. They also want to know if you're going to be at this expo. They also want to know where in town you can find organic teething rings. Like, does that make, I hope that makes sense to you. So I'm not saying you can't just post the big stuff, but I'm saying don't forget about the local stuff. That is how you get your local ideal person really engaged with you. Um, Along with that engaged local, follow local businesses. Repost their stuff. What happens? Okay, so here's my number. This is kind of like a sub point to four. (laughs) This is why I say don't go on tangents, Lauren. Don't go on tangents. This is not a tangent. This is a sub point. So here's one of my favorite things to do to get more local, local, local people. Can I say local enough? (laughs) Local. Um, Now it's starting to sound like loco Um, or logo or loco. Anyways, so let's say that I'm going to get coffee from my favorite coffee shop. I will post thank you to blah, blah, blah coffee for fueling a shift full of helping kids with after school, like the new change to after school stress. Okay. And I will make sure I tag that coffee shop. What's going to happen, people, that coffee shop is going to, unless you live in like a super metro area, like this really works for smaller towns, but Hey, we don't have geographic hashtags. So give us this one thing. Um, so like if you're in Dallas, you're not going to guarantee get the repost, but even then if you're in Dallas and you're a Dallas, there's a Dallas coffee shop, Anytime someone like praises you, typically a lot of times the thing is to repost, right? So I post this like, I love this coffee shop. And I post kind of like, I sneak this little sales pitch for our clinic in, right? So I go like, thank you, Badger Brew Coffee for always serving up the best midday caffeine rush so our doctors can serve kids in the after school rush. Do you see the two components here, people? Okay. One, I fluffed up the coffee shop. I made it a post that they want to reshare because if they repost it to their people, like they're like, it's telling all their people like, look, somebody likes our coffee for their midday rush. You should also like our coffee. They're not so focused on like the why, but what I also did, because I could just post, thank you so much for the midday coffee. All right. Now, if they repost it, they, you know, they're going to post that, but then any of their audience that sees the story, what's going to happen? Not too much. (laughs) 
not too much. All they're going to see if you just post the like, thanks so much for the coffee, is they go, oh, somebody likes this coffee, this coffee place's coffee. Cool. I'm glad I go there too. Now, the subliminal message that happens if you do the more detailed approach of like, we're going to use this coffee to serve the kids and blah, blah, blah. Now that same person is going to read the entire post because that's what they do, like, or the entire Insta story. And they, whether they like it or not, just learned that this chiropractor in town serves a lot of kids. Okay. Are they conscious about it? Maybe not. It might be a subconscious thing, but for those people, they might pique their interest. Now, if this person is following this local coffee shop, there's a good chance, guess what, guys, they live in your area. And maybe they don't follow your clinic. And maybe they do now because you just pique their interest and they're like, oh yeah, who is this? Oh, that chiropractor. Oh, I haven't heard of them. Or maybe you, oh yeah, I've heard of them. I drive past them all the time. And they now are on your page and looking. This is the kind of like guerrilla war that I love when it comes to followers. I will take that one beautiful follower from that post than a thousand random followers from a post that goes viral. I will take that one over that thousand any day. I am not lying. I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not like, that is how you don't waste time on social media. That is how your followers become potential patients and give you, get you money is by really caring about the people. And then honestly, don't just be a, okay, this is sub point B2 or B, sub point B um, to four. This is four B. Don't just be a poster. Don't just be a greedy um, uh, poster and not a engager, okay? Like go on other people. You know how good it feels when like you post something and you like poured your heart and soul into making sure it was a cute picture and a good post. And then like nobody comments. And then like one person comments, even though it's like you're like top fan and they comment on everything, you love them. Like I know our top fans and I freaking love those people. Um, they're patients. They like ride or die with you. I love they, them posting. And you're just like, yay. At least Sarah posts or said something about the picture. But you know that like little adrenaline rush when somebody comments on your post? Other businesses and other people get that too. (gasps) So for instance, when another business posts something, like maybe they're bringing on a new, maybe the family therapy place in town is bringing on a new provider. They also get a dopamine rush if your clinic goes, welcome to the area, Dr. Smith. Like, our area is so in need of better mental, like, good mental health providers like you. Like, guess what? That person is happy. The person who posted that, that business is happy of like, woohoo, we got engagement, right? Somebody cares that I posted something because I spent time on it. Um, that also goes to a individual level, not just businesses. So that mom who organized family photos and paid for family photos and got her damn kids to not wrinkle their dress and shirt in the car and found a great field where the fall colors were wonderful and she feels like she looks pretty in it and everyone's smiling and she got a good damn family photo and she's going to post it on Instagram. She also wants people to see it, okay? So, like, it's okay for you to post, like, everybody's smiling. That's a huge accomplishment. Great job, mom. Fist bump. It's not creepy. It's really not creepy, especially if they, like, are not patients, but you kind of know them. You know, like, the people at church who, like, you're like, why aren't you a patient? We talk every week. We say hi. Like, Come on, you should be a patient. That's especially not creepy if you're courting them to become patients. Um, Even past patients, I'll post like, oh my gosh, there's no way he's in kindergarten already. They don't think it's creepy. It's not creepy because I'm engaging with them. Like, so 
Don't just be a poster and a ghoster. Ooh, I made that up right now, you guys. I knocked over my water bottle. I got so excited about a poster and a ghoster. <laughs> oh, I need... I need an audience. I think that's what we're going to start doing is like, I'm going to start gathering an audience to watch me record just for people to like laugh at my jokes. Cause I don't know. Um, I think I'm funny. Uh, so that's what I mean by that. That four B is make sure you're spending time actually engaging with local businesses and local people. It is what the name of the game is for social media. So there you go. I didn't get too sidetracked. I definitely caveated a little too much. I'm not going to lie, but like I am in this weird place where like I'm being, I feel like I'm being a hypocrite because our brick and mortar clinic is not following any or not any, we're doing a lot of this, but like we're in this weird spot. So I felt like I needed to apologize a hundred times. Sorry. Um, I love you guys. And remember that social media is not to be taken too seriously. Okay. For real. Um, like this is a thing that can be fun and it doesn't need to be a headache. And, you know, all of the concerns that people have about like showing up consistently and are people going to be mean? Guess what? If you post something and someone is mean about it, do you know how easy it is to block them? It's so easy. Instagram is so smart. They even give you the option to block them and any new accounts they would make. They're dead to you. They automatically delete all of their comments because Instagram knows if you're blocking this person, you probably don't like their comments. They are no longer, they no longer exist to you. So like, just chill out. I can tell you, it's, it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. All right, I love you. Um, if you liked this, I would appreciate a listener highlight. That would just be fantabulous. Um, if you don't listen on a platform where you're allowed to leave reviews, just send me a DM and I will screenshot it and I will share it um, on an upcoming episode. If you listen to this and it was awesome for you, I would love if you screenshotted it and shared it on your stories, um, even though it kind of goes, it doesn't go against what I was saying. No, it doesn't at all. So have a great, 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 great day. There, shit is heavy out there. We are all feeling it. Just love yourself, <laughs> love your patients, love your followers. And um, like I said, just don't take this whole thing too seriously. We're only here for a little bit. All right, bye guys. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.